Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime, not from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, but from Tampa Bay. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business since 1983. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Uh, the, the fine folks at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A2Z Sports gets you in on all the action. Make sure that you start winning today with the promo code A2Z Sports. Of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress is what they offer you or sell your home for more with the fine folks at the Ashton team. And of course, if you need satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs, baby, you know you can get it at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Terrence says, let's get it on. Indeed. So the Titans and the Bucks, man, they got it on five different times on the field today. I wrote up the article at A to Z Sports Nashville.com. I counted five fights. Five uh, five different interactions. I've got the full list of them in front of me. So you have Jeffrey Simmons versus Ryan Jensen, the Buck Center. You have Nick DeZubnar, who has just been recently added back to the roster as a special teams linebacker versus KJ Britt. You got Fred Brown versus another uh, a nameless special teamer for the Bucks, who I could not discern because Fred Brown had him on the ground and was go downtown. Freddie Brown was going to town. On this Bucks, on this poor Bucks, uh, on this poor Bucks uh, special teams player, Antonio Brown popping Chris Jackson square in the jaw, popped smart by Antonio Brown, popped his helmet off first, and then caught him with a right hook, and then the worst of the fights probably Cam Batson versus Carl Davis, Carlton Davis rather, and uh, and Devin White, the linebacker, getting involved. Then it all had to be broken up physically, like Mike Vrabel pulling dudes, like physically lifting dudes up and pulling them out of the pile on the practice field today. And he was pissed about it. We'll talk about that later on in the show. But there was something in particular that that caught my attention. There was something in particular that caught my attention with this Titans team. And I want to get into it, but I want to ask you guys the question first. I want to know in the comments section, your Two Rivers Ford take. Scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you about the Titans' offensive stars that are missing? Because there's a long list of them at this point that aren't doing very much right now. Now, maybe that's not necessary, but I do think that it is an intriguing conversation that we can have. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, please let me know how concerned are you about the Titans' offensive stars who are missing? right now. We'll have this discussion together. You can weigh in your Two Rivers Ford take on A to Z Sports Prime Time if you would be so kind enough, and we will get into it together. Scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you about the Titans' offensive stars who are missing right now? Uh, so over the course of today, there was a, there was a lot of... there was a, here's, here's my main takeaway, okay? Whatever the Bucks did wrong on Wednesday and how fairly human the titans made them look on wednesday everything kind of evened out i mean not even evened out but like tilted in the scale in the favor of the bucks on thursday tom brady was dicing up the secondary today there were no three interceptions thrown by tom brady the interceptions being thrown were by ryan Tannehill because the vengeance of the buccaneers defense came back to bite him after he had a strong day without his star wide receiving set 
available to him. So things really, really evened out. But, you know, a lot of it I took away as looking at, I mean, there's nobody out there. There's nobody out there today. There wasn't really that many people out there yesterday. And I understand that it's practice, but like these practices in particular, these two practices are hugely critical, not just for, not just for, you know, good, healthy competition, beating up on, uh, beating up on another team as opposed to your own teammates for a couple of weeks in training camp when you return home to Nashville. These are very important practices right now. These two in particular, and the fact that they played as few guys or practiced as few guys as they did. I found to be, I mean, maybe if not outright concerning, I was surprised by how light they went with the guys that they had out on the field. So a scale of one to 10 is the question. Your Two Rivers Ford take. We'll discuss it together right after I tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has all kinds of incredible American-made Ford vehicles on the lot and so many new ones that are coming out like the Ford Maverick. Now, the Ford Maverick is not yet available on Two Rivers Ford lot in Mount Juliet, but you can pre-order your Maverick right now. It's under $20,000. It's a Ford truck that is a Ford truck for people who are not necessarily truck people. I myself am not a truck person. My rental car right now is a truck. I have found out that I don't like the I don't like how difficult it is to maneuver a full-size truck, but the Ford Maverick, which I have test driven, is not like that at all. It's fuel efficient. It's cost effective. It has all the bells and whistles that comes with all of the new Fords, and it's priced at under $20,000. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you right now about the lack of Titans offensive star power that's being displayed on the field? So Chris Fraser says, Antonio Brown is crazy, man. The picture that George Walker of the Tennessee got today of AB popping some dude in the chest or uh, popping uh, Chris Jackson in the chin, it was, it was, I mean, it wasn't funny because obviously you don't want to, you know, not, some dude getting knocked in the face isn't funny, but like it was crazy how, because there was nothing, there was nothing like this yesterday. There was, it was very, very calm yesterday. Uh, we made fun of Taylor Lawan calling it a bloodbath on Sunday before they headed down here. And, uh, and really today, indeed, it did turn into a bit of a, I mean, you know, mostly pushing and shoving, like outside of Antonio Brown making full on contact, like the rest of them, you could, you could debate like how actually close to a fight they were. Although the, the Carlton Davis, Cam Batson, Devin White one was, was really, you know, legitimately heated. And, and at that point, the coaching staff stepped in. This was, I think Jeffrey Simmons and, and, uh, and Ryan Jensen were the last ones to feud, but uh, certainly five total fights on the day. Not something you want to see when you're trying to preserve these guys' health at the foremost, of course. Uh, Ronnie Anderson says, we ain't taking no BS. Andrew Bartley Campbell says he's at a three. Chris Frazier says a little, and that's understandable. Kedrick, uh, Kedrick says he is at a four zero point zero. Mr. Blutarski says Lewis Chesney. Uh, Stephen King says, not that Stephen King, but the YouTube Stephen King says 2.43, a negative five for the GOAT CJ2K. So, yeah, I, I understand why. And listen, with the Julio Jones thing, I've told you, don't sweat it. Like, just don't get bent out of shape about it right now. But for the rest of the dudes who aren't out there, I've been pretty shocked by how little they have done and how critical some of these players are. For example, like the wide receivers. Good days. 
Guys competed. You know, it was, uh, it was a good day overall. It was definitely some things we need to clean up. Got to be better on third down. You know, I didn't think we played very good on third down um, really at any point today. But guys came out and they competed. You know, it was, it was hot out here. There was no excuses. Just guys dug deep and uh, we found a way to make plays. You know, some big plays early on. You know, Nick made a big one down the field. Mike Marcus made some plays. Chester made some plays competing. Um, you know, even in one-on-one. Started off a little slow, but once guys got going, then, you know, build some confidence and start making some plays. So look forward to, uh, to building on it tomorrow. So that's Ryan Tannehill talking about, you know, the absence of A.J. Brown and Julio Jones and the opportunity that other wide receivers, wide receivers have gotten. And that's all well and good. It's Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers on the field. But even today, Marcus Johnson wasn't on the field. And while I'm not here to sound the alarm yet, you know, that's been the history of Marcus Johnson is that he deals with these soft tissue injuries. He spoke to this himself and they have really derailed what could have been a much more successful career up unto this point. So when I go through the list of dudes who do not pra- who did not practice over the last two days, let me run down the list for you. Julio Jones, AJ Brown, Nate Davis, Ben Jones, Darrington Evans, Dane Cruikshank, Tucker McCann, Danico Autry, Matthias Farley, and Jeff Swain all sat out both days of work. Now, today, Marcus Johnson and safety Brady Breeze also did not practice. There's a lot of big names in that list, and it's not just Julio Jones, who I've told you to kind of, you know, back off a little bit about how upset you're getting about the fact that he doesn't practice. So, with your two with certainly with Ben Jones, man, Ben Jones hadn't done anything on the field in front of, you know, I may, I'm sure he's doing work in the facility and all these things, but Ben Jones hadn't done anything on the field in like a couple weeks at this point. Nate Davis has missed a couple of practices now. AJ Brown, there's no reason. There's no reason if, unless there's something legitimately bothering him, there's no reason he shouldn't have been out on the field today. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at 44-year-old Tom Brady, 35-year-old Indomitian Sue, Antonio Brown is in his I, – I mean, how, let me let me Google how, how old Antonio Brown is right now because I know he's in his 30s. He's 33 years old. Gronk is up – I mean, Gronk just turned – Gronk, I think, just turned 31. Like, Gronk is shockingly young for as long as he's been in our lives. But, like, these dudes are up there, and all of them are practicing for the defending Super Bowl champions. So unless something is significantly wrong, I understand that each team has a different approach and that the Titans are very, very cautious with injuries, as is their right. They can handle their players in any way that they want to handle their players. But I'm looking at a bunch of old dudes out there on the field today for the team that just won the chip, and I'm saying these guys are out here and they're getting the work in both days nonstop, full go, full bore, we want to beat you down, even if it's only two practices. And I'm thinking to myself, what could possibly be keeping all of these guys out for the Titans? Because you know those dudes aren't playing in the preseason game if they're not even practicing. Of course they're not going to play in the preseason game if they're not practicing. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you? Um, Let's see. Eddie Cardona says a 4. Chris is not. Chris is unbothered. He says a 0. Steve Haygood's a little more, uh, well, much more worried. He says an eight. Evan White says 6.7, not 6.9, which is disappointing. A missed opportunity by Evan White. Two for Ryan Dodd. So we got our ass kicked in football practice and with actual hands today, says Xavier. I mean, listen, I, ass kicking is is probably too far. Like, I, I wouldn't say that you got your ass kicked by the Bucks, but like, 
on the field, these two teams, and again, they're missing a lot of dudes on the Titans. They're not practicing for whatever reason. So it's understandable that they would look worse because their full complement of players is not out there, and the Bucs are running everybody out there. Full bore, full go, just as we've said. So ass-kicking is not how I would describe it today, but you were definitely the inferior team. And at a point where you should, these two practices, I think, are more important than any training camp practices that you're going to have at any point. Joint training camp practices are the only two practices that I really care about dudes participating in. And so few did. So from that standpoint, if you're asking me my concern, I would say to you that I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not over a five, right? Like I'm still pretty mellow about this, but it's starting to catch my attention. And in a way that I did not think it was going to matter before, it's starting to matter because of how much different the product looks on the field without all these guys available to them. Again, it's a long, it's not that long of a time until September 12th, September 12th. And then all the regular season games that result afterwards, those are the ones that matter. But right now I'm sitting probably at about, I would say, I would say a four. I'm starting to get there. I'm starting to wonder, why isn't A.J. Brown doing more other than just going through individual drills at an open stadium practice so that, you know, the Titans can show the fans something and then have him not do anything for the rest of the day and just show Julio and him on the Jumbotron and get everybody going because they've distracted you with the eye candy. But in reality, these dudes aren't practicing. A lot of dudes aren't practicing. And that, to me, is a concern. We'll continue to take your reaction here in just a second, a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you with the amount of Titans offensive players that are missing right now? And we will do that right after I tell you about everyone's favorite time of year because it's right around the corner. It's college football season. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer right now. Simply head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they're offering. You can do that by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the promo code A2Z Sports. That's A-T-O-Z Sports to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code A2Z Sports to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo uh, must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm a 4. How concerned are you about the lack of offensive firepower that the Titans have at their disposal? Because Mike Vrabel said they simply, A.J. Brown simply wasn't available today. And that the dudes who weren't practicing simply aren't available and basically left it at that. But I'm sorry, at a certain point, like, that's not good enough. It's just not. And I mean, Mike, you know, Mike doesn't care about that stuff, but it's okay for you to Xavier Clemens says a 3.7. Allen is unbothered. He says a one Corey Smith is with me. He's at a four as is Wesley Thornton. Jeremy uh, Woodley says three. You don't drive a Lamborghini every day. Yeah, but Jeremy, it's not even getting out of the garage. It hadn't, do you know that through, I think it's a total of 16 training camp practices. There's not been a day when the entire offense is together. There's just not. 
So you're talking about not driving a Lamborghini every day. That's fine. You can take it out once a week. You can take it, you know, you could take it out on a, when you're, when you're dro- pulling up to a special occasion, you've got a wedding you want to go to, you want to flex on all your friends you haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Take the Lamborghini out. Why not? But it's not been out of the body shop at all in like a month. It hasn't moved it for all we know. It's sitting on cinder blocks in some, in some, in some, uh, in some reclaim lot right now. I understand what you're saying. And in any other circumstance, I would be inclined to agree with you, but they haven't all practiced together yet. Not once, whether it's AJ or Julio or Ben Jones or Nate Davis or Taylor Lewan or Roger Saffold or Derek Henry. They haven't worked together yet. And at some point, maybe it's too early to be freaking out about this, but now is the time to pay attention to it is what I'm saying to you. I'm not saying you have to sound the alarms. I'm just saying start paying attention to the fact that your fantastic offense that you your general manager has put together and that you, know, you think is the second coming of 30.7 points per game. Great. But at some point, it's got to work together. And it can't be the first time on September 12th. It simply can't be. Alan Wilkerson says, five, I think they're playing it safe. Olivia Burns says she's concerned about the injuries. A six for Eric Val- Valadez and Steve Haygood, or Steve Haggood, either way. Dom Odell says four, but they'll probably all be questionable on the first injury report. Uh, Two Rivers take Buck, says Bobby French, is a three. Okay. Fight's a good sign uh, against the defending champs. So show us we are on the level, says Justin Ryan. I don't know. Listen, you weren't on the level today. I think you were getting frustrated today because you were getting beat. I don't think fights are a good sign. You're you're the team starting. Well, Antonio Brown started the first fight, so let me not let me let me catch myself on that. But Jeffrey Simmons started a fight. Cam Batson started a fight. Uh, Fred Brown started a fight. Guys are starting fights because they're getting frustrated because they're pissed off in the heat, and some of these dudes are getting beat, and they don't like getting beat. And Antonio Brown is high-stepping in the end zone because he's beating Caleb Farley on an in-breaking route, and he's flexing on everybody, and he's spinning the ball in the end zone, and then dudes are starting fights because they're getting beat. Not Fighting is not a good sign. Fighting shows a lack of discipline. Fighting shows frustration, and you can't be the one that's frustrated. You're supposed to be the one frustrating people. Wednesday, you were frustrating people. You frustrated Tom Brady. He threw three interceptions against a secondary that's starting to, you know, looks like it's starting to get its stride together. It's not the end of the world, okay? I'm not telling you that your your biggest takeaway should from two two days against the Bucs should be, yeah, the Titans stink and the Bucs are great. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying that you have to understand how to process these things. And what you're saying, Justin, uh, that doesn't, it's not on the level. It means you're getting beat. <laughs> And that you're taking it out in ways that are illegal on the football field. Um, kicking says Bobby French. He's a 10, 10 out of 10 concern. I think the I think the kicker's okay. I wouldn't worry about the kicker right now. Uh, I'm at a five. Remember how Adori was kept on the hush, says five runners. Yeah, but that that shit, that shit was bad. Uh, media is making something out of nothing, says Lane. They're working behind the scenes. Okay, but work in front of the scenes at some point. Like you can throw routes on air all you want, but you, you can't, I mean, and by the way, behind the scenes doesn't mean that they're doing work on the field. There are rules against that. They can get fined a shit ton of money. They can find a shit ton of money. If they do stuff on the field that it was without the, uh, that is outside of the bounds of what has been collectively bargained. 
The coaches know that. Mike Vrabel's not letting them do that. So we're not making something out of nothing. We're telling you what's happening every day. We're telling, I'm, do I, I mean, sometimes I can be overreactionary. So it's not like I've, I've never been overreactionary in my life. But I think for the most part, you want to talk about on the level? I think I, for the most part, give you guys information on the level, right? Do you know me to be overly reactionary when I'm telling you, yeah, don't stress about Julio Jones. He doesn't practice. Yeah, it's okay if Caleb Farley looks a little rusty. He hasn't played football in two years. But when I'm telling you this, you should listen because I'm watching it play out every day. We are watching it play out every day. It's something I'm not saying sound the alarm, but it's not nothing. It's something. Start paying attention so that you're not caught off guard when when Julio Jones and Dare and uh, and Ryan Tannehill don't necessarily look crisp in week one. If they're on the field together in week one, you don't go screaming at Ryan Tannehill because Julio Jones and him aren't on the same page. It's something to pay attention to. Uh, if they don't practice next week, next week something's wrong, says Trevor Thomas. Well, that just seems like a slit. Silly, uh, silly way to do the analysis. D. Kelly says, slow down, PK. No, listen, you, you can't. And if Paul's saying the same thing, you know, Paul's right too. <laughs> Pay attention. Don't, don't, I mean, how, how could you possibly want to exist in this fantasy world where you think everything that everything's right and everything, you know, everything is on the level and everything that they're telling us is rainbows and uh, butterflies that are shooting out of your ass? No, what a dumb way to go through life. Pay attention to what's happening. And pay attention to the people who are telling you what's happening. So when something happens, you're not caught off guard. You're like, yeah, we've been paying attention to that. You've been monitoring the situation. This is simply a conversation about monitoring the situation. Right now, I'm monitoring the situation because the offense hasn't practiced together <laughs> yet. And that's that's something to pay attention to. I get management, but even the Bucs have put starters out there. The Bucs have everybody out there. Everybody. Everybody. And they're all a bunch of they're all a bunch of old dudes. Like that's what I'm saying. If anybody was going to manage load manage the way that the Titans are, it'd be the damn Buccaneers. But no, they're out there trying to cave, cave the Titans' skull in for two practices. No, something something's up. Pay attention. That's all I'm saying to you. You're on A to Z Sports Prime Time. <laughs> Juice box six seven eight. Yeah, now I sound like one of these people that I hate. Open your eyes, sheeple. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's true. Those guys are superstars that can turn it on. D. Kelly, you have no idea. These guys, I mean, yeah, they, listen, it happened against the Bills, but that's a totally different year. It's a totally different offense. It's a total, it's not a totally different coaching staff, but it's a different offensive coordinator. At some point, I'm sure, I'm sure that uh that Todd Downing would like his full complement of players out there available. Oh, Michael Kist. <laughs> Michael Kist is lurk, lurking in the chat on Twitter out here bothering, bothering everybody. We love to see it. Uh, how did the pass rush look, says John Henry? I mean, listen, the pass rush can't knock Brady over. So, I mean, there were there were moments when it did look good. I thought that the, I really thought that the uh, I really thought that the uh, that the Bucks offensive Bucks offensive line is good. And I thought Bud Dupree, who you want you want good news. Bud Dupree has practiced every day since he's been off PUP. That's good news. That's great news. Caleb Farley, by the way, the same. Now, maybe they haven't gone through like every practice fully, but they have the last two days. That's a big deal. Massive deal. Huge deal. That's such great news. Um, But I would say to you, ultimately, for, for all of the positive things that, that you're seeing from those two on defense, and yeah, Caleb Farley looks rusty. Like, he got got a bunch of times today by, uh, by Godwin, by Gronk, and by Antonio Brown a couple of times. 
So I would say to you that you can you can find positives in some places, but also I'm not saying that these are negatives. I'm just saying like pay attention to what's going on with your offense because at that point, at that point, you wait, wait so that just so it doesn't get caught, uh, just so you don't get caught caught by surprise. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Paul Buck asked Paul about him locking his car up. Yeah, Bobby, Bob, Bobby. Let me tell you about PK locking himself out of his car because we. <laughs> <laughs> so we we uh, we Paul and Tehran and myself and Michael Kiss this troll who's lurking in the mentions on Twitter and John Ledyard from Pewter Report we all just we all went to dinner uh before the primetime show and Paul Paul told us as he was uh, as we were coming into practice today he said yeah I locked myself out of my car I was out there for like 3 hours and I said, Paul, like we were out here pretty late yesterday. You could have like gotten a ride with us or whatever. He said, yeah, I hid from you guys so you wouldn't make fun of me. And then I, I waited for the guy. I waited for the, uh, I waited for the tow truck company or the locksmith or whatever he called to go to come to one bucks place, which is where the facility is. But he went to the wrong one bucks place. Paul's sitting there screaming at somebody on the phone about, you know, Tom Brady's office, the one one bucks place, the only place that Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice. You went to the wrong one. How could you possibly? But that was indeed. So Paul hid from us because he didn't want us to make fun of him and, on Wednesday. And he told us that this morning while we were walking into, <laughs> while we were walking into, uh, into practice today. Too funny. Uh, Colts lost all of the preseason, then won the Super Bowl, says Deborah Hussey. Uh, and she's calling me a drama queen. Well, I am a drama queen, Deborah. But also, you haven't won a Super Bowl, and the Colts had Peyton Dam Manning. So, like, chill the hell out. You don't have anybody that's Peyton Manning. You don't have anybody that's Tom Brady. You have Ryan Tannehill and a bunch of really, really good players who haven't practiced together yet. It's important. Don't tell me I'm being dramatic. I'm the one who's trying to tell you, hey, look around. Be realistic about the shit that's going on with your football team. And if you, and if you, and listen, if you want to be too thick to do that, it's entirely your priority. But that's, I mean, you're just going to make, you're just going to be made to look foolish when something doesn't look right if this continues on. That's all I'm saying to you. All right, let's move on and let's talk about, uh, let's talk about things I want to watch in the preseason game tomorrow. The question for you, uh, the question for you here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. What's the, uh, what's, so what is your, we, we talked about the biggest concern for the offense because that's the next question that I have on my rundown. But honestly, I think that we should I think that we should talk about a player that I'm really excited to watch. Which player are you most excited to watch in the comment section on uh on Facebook Live, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter? Producer Reed, I'm so sorry. You've been through hell today because I've been a bit of a nightmare uh to deal with while I've been in Tampa. But which uh which Titan are you most excited to watch in the preseason game on Saturday? Let me know in the comments on Facebook Live, Twitter. YouTube and Twitch. Which player are you most excited to watch? I'll give you two here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. That is the place that you go for your dream address without the stress. That is the place that you go to sell your home for more in a market that is infinitely skewed towards people selling. Take advantage of that and get the best possible offer on your home with the Gary Ashton team. That's what they do. That's why they're the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. That's why they're the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators. That's why John Hines, Mike Vrabel, and me all use the Ashton team to purchase our dream address without the stress. GaryAshton.com is the website for the Ashton Real Estate Group 
of Remax Advantage. Uh, oh, our buddy Gino is back. Gino says, of course, the headline again is negative commenting on a meaningless practice. Well, it's not meaningless, dummy. But, you know, I mean, you weren't you talking, weren't you like bragging about like having a $2 million basement or something stupid like that? Like, Gino, if you got to tell people how much money you have, like, you're probably not. You're probably overcompensating, I would imagine. Um, but you didn't say anything positive on the good show against uh, positive on the good show against the Bucks. You only look for negatives. You're not a pro. Well, I was just getting ready to talk about two players that I'm excited to watch for the Titans, but I guess you don't want to hear about that, Gino, because you got a $2 million basement. And instead, you're hanging out in the comments on YouTube without an avatar and, you know, just bitching about shit that you have no idea about. So such is life. Um, let me know in the comments section on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch who, you are, who are you most excited to watch in this preseason game? Um, Hooker says, uh, Hooker says, Corey Smith, Roderick Paxton says, I agree with you, Buck. How, how do they think they're just going to run out there and the timing is good? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, a situation to monitor all I'm saying. Uh, Seth Kegel says Weaver, Bud and Farley says juice box. So Mike Vrabel wouldn't tell us whether Caleb Farley is going to play or not. Now he's here. He didn't, he did travel to Atlanta, but he didn't play. Molden didn't travel to Atlanta. So it, it would be curious to see whether either Caleb Farley or Elijah Molden end up playing. Um, I don't think Bud is going to play. I don't think the starters are going to play. Like, I would not anticipate that at all. Uh, Fulton, says Logan McCracken. Fulton may end up being a starter, and he may end up playing. So let me correct myself by saying, you know, guys guys who need the reps like Christian Fulton, um, I would anticipate them probably seeing some work, but I don't think you're going to see starters. I don't know. I don't know whether you're going to see Caleb Farley or not. I probably won't know that until uh, until I go to the stadium tomorrow and we kind of do a little more digging on that because they weren't giving us anything today in that regard. Um, uh, Farley says Deborah Hussey. Lane says Molden, hopefully. Jack Rabbit says 111. Keith, again, I don't think you're going to see Rabbit. Uh, Weaver says Dustin uh, Bilger. Marcus Johnson, if he plays. So Marcus Johnson did not practice today. I hope that it's not an injury because that dude has worked too hard to get bogged down yet again in his career by an injury. He's talked about how soft tissue injuries have really derailed his career up to this point. And that he feels like the reason that he's been balling in practice is because he's healthy. And then today he didn't practice. So I hope, you know, knock on wood for his sake, just because I like the person. Um, I just, I hope, I hope that's not how this is going. Cause that would be really, really unfortunate to see, but I am, uh, I'm also very interested It's funny that many of you bring up, uh, it's funny that many of you bring up Rashad Weaver, cause I'm excited to watch Rashad Weaver, especially after Greg Cosell. And I talked about Rashad Weaver yesterday on my podcast, the install with Greg Cosell. Well, what the tape showed to me, and I think this is a positive is he looked very much like he did at Pitt because he's a player He's not a quickness explosion player. He's not a bender. He's not flexible. He's not purely explosive. What he is, is he's a player with strong, heavy hands and natural power. That's how he played at Pitt. That's how he looked in this preseason game. Um, and what was really interesting to me is he, I think he played 41 snaps. And mm -hmm. uh, and there were snaps in which they moved him inside, by the way, in the sub-nickel front. And I think that'll be interesting to see if they do that, assuming he makes the team, uh, and if he becomes part of the rotation when the regular season starts, if they do that and they move him inside. But putting aside those plays, and there might have been 10 or 12 of those, um, the rest of the plays except one, 
he always lined up to the boundary side of the formation, the short side of the field. And that's interesting. And the reason that's interesting is because when he was in the base defense, meaning a 5-2 or a 3-4, whatever people want to call it, it's essentially a 5-2 front because there's five players on the ball and two stack backers. But the reason that's important is when you're playing to the boundary as the outside line of scrimmage player on the ball, then you're the edge setter in the run game because the corner can't be because the corner has got to run with the receiver. If the receiver runs vertically on the boundary side of the field, the corner has got to run with him. So he's the edge setter in the run game. And that's, that's a big responsibility because you can't let anyone get outside of you. But I thought he looked very much like he did in college. You saw the heavy hands, you saw the power. Um, and, and that's what he is. He's an on the ball player. We might have spoken about this. He's, he was not going to be a stack backer. He's right. going to play on the ball. So that's Greg Cosell of NFL Films talking about Rashad Weaver, who I'm really excited to watch. Greg kind of so Greg and I we did we did a really fun podcast. By the way, uh, we did a really really fun podcast. By the way, um, that's available to you now wherever it is you get your podcast. We broke down all five first round rookie quarterbacks because the Titans could see all five of them because they play all five of the teams that those dudes got drafted by at this at during this season. So really worth your time. And then we broke down specifically Rashad Weaver and Dylan Raidens. I'm I'm really excited to watch Rashad Weaver. Uh, I thought the the work that he did um against Atlanta, understanding that, you know, the the Atlanta players are are not going to be Hall of Fame NFL players. Like it's not it's not about that. It's about it's about the technique and the fundamentals that he brought to the preseason game and applied against the dudes that he was beating. And that was very, very technically sound. Now, you heard Greg say he's not a huge burst guy. He's not hugely explosive. He's not very flexible. He's not a dude that, like, bends the edge, right, when you're talking about, like, Vaughn Miller or somebody like that. That's not the kind of, kind of player that he is. But he's incredibly strong. He's got heavy hands, as Greg said there, and he's versatile, which means you can use him in a bunch of different packages alongside guys like Harold Landry and Bud Dupree or in rotation, depending on what kind of packages they're running. Uh, how did Weaver look against the Bucs this week, Aubrey Calvin? I thought he played well. Again, it's difficult to judge because they can't physically knock the quarterback down. And if anybody gets close to Tom Brady, then you know all hell's going to break loose. But uh, but I did really enjoy watching Rashad Weaver, and uh, and Cosell said he really liked watching the film of him as well. A second player, who who are you most excited to see in this game? TN Titan Seven says Weaver and hopefully Farley. Um, yeah, I uh, I would enjoy I would enjoy watching Caleb Farley as well. I watch Farley all week long. I bet he doesn't play. I just I don't know that. I'm not reporting that. It's it's possible just because he's here. Um. But I have a feeling that Caleb Farley is not going to play tomorrow. Uh, we, I, it's a good sign that he that he's been in every practice since he's been activated off NFI. I just I have this I have this feeling that because he got so much work in these joint training camp practices that they don't roll him out there. I would be surprised if they did that. Um, I don't anticipate seeing Ryan Tannehill either. Uh, Farley Molden. Fulton, nice future trio, says Dom Odell. It's true. We will we will see a lot of uh, we will see a lot of good plays made by the. I think all those dudes have a really good future, provided you know that nothing happens and that injuries are avoided and things of that nature. Um, but I was I was 
he did. So Farley had a good first day. And then today he got the business. Like today, Gronk got got a piece of his ass. Antonio Brown got him. Mike Evans got him. He did on Wednesday have a really nice breakup on Mike Evans. Really good recovery speed. Uh, he got you know he's got great length, so he got up under Mike Evans. Like got his hands up between Mike Evans' arms while he's trying to haul in the pass from Brady. Bit of a back shoulder throw, and uh, and and it was a nice play on the ball. He had a couple. He had a, a few a uh, few good plays, but. You know, outside of that, he looked like a dude who hadn't played football in two years, as we talked about yesterday. And he got got a lot more today. So I just I would say I would say that I would say that I would not anticipate seeing him um, at this point, not reporting it. I don't know anything for certain. I just have this feeling about how much he did the past two days that they probably won't push him much further in a preseason game that doesn't mean anything. I think you'll see a lot more depth guys again. Um, let's move on and let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, the Brimac bounce back candidate of the week. I've got a good one, and I want uh, I want you guys to weigh in with uh, yours. Who needs to bounce back most in sports this weekend? Let me know in the comments section on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and we'll wrap up the show for the evening. Who needs to bounce back most this weekend? Let me know, and we will discuss at length together right after I tell you guys about Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will get you in a position to succeed. They will make sure that you are in your comfort zone. Commercially, residentially, Brimac's got you covered. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com. Who needs to bounce back most this weekend? Let me know in the comments section. Uh, Stephen King says, Raiden's all day. Um, let's see. Farley seems to be credited for his speed. Uh, anybody know how his speed is looking coming back from the injury? I think he looks, I think he looks great. I, I really, I think athletically, uh, Caleb Farley looks fantastic. He really does. Like all of the athletic traits are there. The speed, the recovery speed, the length, the mobility, the agility, um, the way that he moves, it looks very fluid. Like everything athletically does it. He doesn't look like he's been hindered by by the back procedures at all. Um, but the technique is is something that's that's raw, right? Super raw. And and skills that he hasn't had to use, you know, since 2019. So of course he's gonna be a little be a little off his game initially as he tries to relearn the nuances of the position. Um, but I think athletically everything like rebounding from the injury, I think you're really, 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 really comforted by what you've seen. Uh, Troy Wood says Des Fitzpatrick, man. Um, he had a couple nice plays today for sure, but I don't think this coaching. In fact, I know this coaching staff doesn't think much of him. Um, he frustrates the holy hell out of the coaches. And I'm not just talking about Mike Vrabel. Um, his position coach rob moore who is a very very mild-mannered soft-spoken individual rob moore it gets frustrated with him uh I, I do not see todd downing have the kind of when when we watch them at practice i don't see todd downing have the kind of reaction the other two do to des fitzpatrick but man it was it was shocking to me how and i can't again i can't report on player to player or player to coach interactions or, or all these things like there's restrictions on our reporting. And I, you know, I try to play by the rules cause that's, you know, that's only fair, but they don't seem to think much of him and it does not seem to be getting better in the immediate. It's only been a week since the preseason game. 
but if you're looking for his like reps to increase, maybe just because they don't have enough bodies there, but I don't think you see him, you know, leapfrog Fred Brown or Mason Kinsey or NWI. Um, Racy McMath still has a lot of work to do. Like Des Fitzpatrick really could use a bounce back. That's a good one by Troy Wood. Sam Khan, uh, Sam Cam says Sean Watson, man, that's a bad, that's a bad deal. Uh, Rashawn Evans says Corey Smith. I mean, Rashawn Evans hasn't done anything, done anything wrong. Bizarro PK with Ric Flair. I saw, I mean, we talked about this. I'm Ric Flair's alibi. Ric Flair, who's had the, the, the picture go viral of him, uh, you know, apparently, uh, going, you know, <laughs> going down on somebody on what appears to be like a train car. Ric Flair was at a bar in Tampa the same night that this picture went out of him. So I am Ric Flair's alibi. That is not Ric Flair in the picture because I saw Ric Flair drinking a glass of wine by himself watching Sports Center at a bar. That picture. When when somebody texted me said, "Hey, Ric Flair's going viral." Um, I'm saying, I I said, "Well, you know, was it because of my tweet?" And then I said, "Oh no, I may actually be Ric Flair's way out of this thing because I spotted him in Tampa Bay on Tuesday night." Uh, Noah Fitz says Des Fitzpatrick. Uh, Fitz uh, Tanks Tanks Sinatra says Fitz. He'll need a job somewhere if not with us. Yeah, a lot of people saying Gino. Listen, Gino. Uh, G- Gino knows that it's all it's all love in here. Just because I think a lot of the comments that he made this week are stupid, doesn't mean that Gino is not welcome here or that Gino does. Listen, I don't. You know, Gino. Gino probably doesn't think he needs to bounce back. I, you know, I think Gino could probably understand a little more how the show goes and understand a little bit more of the theme of the show. Um, but that's a personal opinion and Gino may not feel that way. So, you know, Gino, Gino, who's uh, talk, who's popped off a couple times this week, totally respectable. Uh, a lot of people calling for him to be a bounce back candidate. You know, that is yours to decide. He is not my bounce back candidate. Um, but I will give you mine here in just a second. Rashawn, oh, we, we read the Rashawn Evans. Tim Tebow says Carl Cross. Tim Tebow's going to be fine. Tim Tebow's sitting on a mountain of money. He's going to, he's going to live just fine. Uh, he's, uh, let's see. Des Fitzpatrick or Flair paid buck to cover for him. Robe guys stick together. Amen, brother. I'm Ric Flair's alibi, says Evan White. That's right. Uh, consistent defense, not just once against Atlanta backups, says Texas Sports 15. I mean, they were pretty consistent against Atlanta, like throughout the course of the game. So I don't know if you're talking about like consistency week to week. Um, you know, I don't think, I don't think Blaine Gabbard's going to go out there and break him over his knee. You guys are familiar with the Blaine Gabbard experience, but I think ultimately, uh, I think ultimately that I would say to you, uh, I think that ultimately I would say to you that they do consistently look better than they did a year ago, both in practice and in preseason so far. It's early. We'll see what they are able to do on Saturday against the Bucks. William Talbot says, what's good, Buck? Can't wait for the season. You're the man and have been loving the radio show every day while I'm trying to sling this insurance. Just wanted to show some love. Man, thanks, William. I appreciate that. Uh, so he's a fan of the radio show and apparently hangs out with us on prime time. Um, want me to play some bets for you, Buck? Says uh, says Captain Trips. No, I don't bet on the NFL. Um it's just you know I'm a I'm a NFL reporter like I think it would be I, th- I think it would be um, it would be not immoral but I don't think it would be great for me to bet I mean it would probably be immoral but you know I just uh, I just I I don't it's not right I shouldn't do it so I don't uh, <laughs> Vrabel being more transparent says Troy Wood yeah it's not going to happen James Welch says Buck I need to bounce back what do I need to bounce back from I think I've had a great week. 
<laughs> you know, Mike Vrabel, you know who Mike Vrabel thinks needs to bounce back? Mike Vrabel thinks his team needs to bounce back because he was not thrilled with what they did today. Mike, how would you rate the quality of today's practice? Thought it sucked. Thought it sucked. I don't know. I just, from what I saw, we didn't do very well offensively. You know, I don't think we competed like we did yesterday. Um, you know, probably a lot of reasons, but, you know, just not good enough. They were clearly better today, and, you know, we'll see how we respond and take the coaching and, um, and play on Saturday. So Mike Vrabel, th Mike Vrabel thinks his team needs to, uh, needs to bounce back. He thinks it sucked, so we'll see if they can't suck any less on Saturday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This week has not sucked. This week has been a lot of fun. It's been great to have you guys a part of it as always. Thank you, each and every one of you, for your participation. You make this show a lot of fun for me to do. Enjoy the rest of your week. The radio show will be live from Tampa Bay again tomorrow. And then, of course, I'll have pregame coverage for you on 104.5 The Zone from, I think it's 3 o'clock to 430 on Saturday, and then me and Jim Wyatt will do our pregame hit on the Titans radio network before the game begins. Um, it's always a pleasure. Make sure you check out the, this week's 615 Sessions podcast. Make sure you check out the articles that I wrote from practice today at A-to-Z-SportsNashville.com. Make sure you check out the install with Greg Cosell of NFL Films. Ah, so much great content provided for you. And you know what? Josh says it best. The week is not yet over. So you know what, Josh? I simply don't have time to get tired yet. See you guys on Sunday. Go! Go!